Eben waited nervously, staring at his clock in anticipation of the next ghost to come. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Happy holidays, everyone. We are well into December and we have this episode and one more episode, which is all part of the Teenage Carol story that's been going on in the month of December. And then the podcast will be taking a break in between seasons and we'll be starting up uh, around the first week of February with season three. And to get all those updates and more, you really should be following us at Firmly Founded Coaching on Instagram. Our Instagram account is pretty awesome. We have quotes, short videos that includes tips for teens and for parents, funny reels, uh, and more from the Firmly Founded team. You'll see stuff from me, Ben Pugh, and Ali Terry on there. It's a lot of fun. So go follow us on Instagram at Firmly Founded Coaching. Also, of course, if you're not doing so already, subscribe to this podcast so you can immediately get the episodes as soon as they are released, including any bonus episodes and uh, giveaways we might be doing in between seasons. And now episode 60, A Teenage Carol Part 3, The Ghost of Teenage Present. The clock in Eben's room struck two, and immediately the sound of bells chiming echoed off the walls. Eben stood, trying to be ready for the next ghost that would be coming. He looked around his room, out his window, but he didn't see any otherworldly being. Then he noticed a light shining from under his door and faint music playing from the other room. He grabbed the handle of his door, slowly turned it, and cracked open the door. He peeked out and saw a merry sight indeed. Instead of being the hallway in his house, he was looking into a classroom. The desks had all been pushed to the outer edges of the room. Boxes of donuts, cakes, bottles of soda and red Solo cups, and more goodies covered the counters and desks. In the corner behind the teacher's desk sat a big, jolly man with a whistle around his neck, gym shorts, and a hearty voice that bellowed loud as he laughed at the sight of Eben peeking through the door. Oh, welcome, Eben. The festivities are just about to begin. Eben tentatively entered the room. Are, are you the next ghost? I am, I am. Come on in, my boy. The festivities are just about to begin. Uh, you said that already. Oh, I did? So I did. Forgive me. I am the ghost of teenage present. My mind is so full of the here and now that I tend to be quite forgetful. Eben looked around at the decorations and food. What is going on now? Well, it's the last day of school before winter break, my boy. Classes everywhere are having parties. Friends are gathering in excitement, and good feelings abound. Is this your classroom, then? 
The world is my classroom. Every teen is my student. And how to enjoy the here and now is the lesson I teach. Eben rocked back and forth on his heels. Well, that's a hard lesson for some. The large spirit stood up from his desk. That is true, my boy. That is true. But nevertheless, still possible to learn. Come, let's see what this glorious day holds. He picked up the whistle around his neck and blew it hard. They were now standing in the middle of the quad at Eben's high school. Eben at once could see the excitement on students' faces everywhere. Some gave gifts to each other. Others talked about plans for the break. Some were even dressed up in Christmas outfits, from Santa hats to ugly sweaters. The ghost stretched his large arms out. Can you feel it? The joy! It's absolutely wonderful today. On this school day more than others, there is lots of joy to be found. Eben scoffed. Yeah, because we don't have to come to school for two weeks. True, that is true. But without today and all the days before this, that wouldn't mean very much, now would it? Eben had to give him that. He watched as students went every which way in the cold morning air, oblivious to him and his large ghost companion. The joy was indeed contagious. And Eben couldn't help but smile as someone started singing jingle bells extra loud and extra off-key. The ghost blew his whistle again. The pair stood in the busy cafeteria, right behind Fred, who was texting on his phone. Uh, why are you showing me Fred? I was starting to be in a good mood. Oh, does seeing Fred cause you some despair? Uh, only like every day. Well, why not take opportunity and do what every teen would like to do and read what Fred is texting? He can't see you anyway. Oh, yeah, cool. And Evan read over Fred's shoulder. Fred was in a group chat with two other teens who didn't go to their school. Eben couldn't tell their real names because Fred had them in his phone as Doofus and Shorty. Doofus wrote, Fred, have you found anyone yet? Shorty sent, he can't find anyone. He's too much of a loser. Fred shot back, shut up, snot face. LOL laughing emoji. I'll find someone before you can. Doofus wrote, we can always just play with three. Shorty then wrote, that's not as fun. We are going to be playing all break and I want it to be a full game. Doofus responded, Fred, what about that one guy you said you were going to ask? Fred typed up his response and sent it. I don't think he's down. Shorty responded, did you ask him? Fred wrote, no, get off my back. You can just tell with some people, you know? They just don't want to hang with anyone, let alone play QM. Eben studied their chat for a moment. Wait, are they talking about playing Questmaster? And is Fred talking about me? The ghost of Teenage Present gave him a knowing nod. Well, I, I would love to play. It's like my favorite game. Why, why hasn't Fred asked me? But the ghost didn't have to answer that. Eben knew why. He was always kind of rude to Fred. But that was because Fred was rude to him first. He always called him nerd or a geek and made fun of the anime shows he watched. But after reading his texts and the names he had for his friends, Eben started to think, maybe that was just how Fred talked. 
The ghost and Eben were now suddenly in the school library, where a few groups of students sat at tables, watching shows on their laptops together. But at a distant table in the corner were Bobby, Martha, and Timmy, Eben's group members from his first period class. As soon as Eben noticed them, he and the spirit were magically by their table side. Bobby was looking over his notes. Okay, so we want to go with the idea of flight, right? That, that definitely changed the world. Martha sighed. But like three other groups are doing that one. It's not very unique. Bobby agreed. Yeah, but we got to present in like 20 minutes. And this is the one that we have the most stuff on. Timmy smiled. It's not much, but I'm sure it'll turn out great. It's, it's all in how we present it, right? Martha shrugged. I guess. It would have been easier if we were working with a full group, though. Just saying. We, we do have a full group, said Bobby. Yeah, Martha snapped. Then where's Eben? He hasn't done, like, anything. Well, he's been our timekeeper, said Timmy joyfully. Please, that's a made-up job for people who don't want to do anything. I say we cut him out of the group. Tell Mr. Smith that he didn't do anything, so he gets a zero. Uh, I don't think we should do that, said Bobby. I'm okay with him getting credit with us. He's, he's part of our group. But he didn't do anything, Martha hissed. It's not like we didn't give him the option. You even asked him like 20 times if he wanted to do something. I just don't think he should get credit if he didn't do anything. He can present with me if he wants to, said Timmy enthusiastically. He can just read from the cards I made. He won't want to, said Martha. Promise. Besides, he's not even here for us to give him the chance. Well, he probably didn't check his email last night, said Bobby. Nobody really does. I, I just don't have his Insta. Martha laughed. Huh, he doesn't strike me as the type who would want people to follow him. I say we cut him out. That, that just doesn't feel right to me, said Bobby. Everyone deserves to be part of a group, whether we like them or not. Timmy clapped. God bless us, everyone! Bobby looked at him. What? Timmy kept smiling. I don't know. I, I heard it in a movie once. The group went on planning as Eben turned to the spirit. Tell me, what, what's up with Timmy? He's so happy all the time. The ghost smiled warmly. Timmy is full of light and love for everyone. But you're right, he is a little different. And while what is to come is not my area, I foresee many lonely days for Timmy in his future if this path is not altered. Eben looked at Timmy. What do you mean? Eben and the ghost traveled around the campus in quick flashes to various students sitting by themselves, standing on the outside of groups, or buried in solo games on their cell phone. The ghost spoke as he showed each one to Eben. There are always many teens who are in need of a friend in the here and now. No one connects with them. No one reaches out to them. But that doesn't make any sense. Why don't they just reach out to each other? Why would they? If each one believes as you do, nobody wants to talk to me anyway. Eben was hit hard by his own thoughts being used against him. He was very much one of those teens. He was always too busy thinking of whether or not other people wanted to talk to him that he never really thought of who he would want to talk to. And taking action himself. 
it would be easy for him to talk to any one of these students. Maybe even fun. Eben noticed that the spirit was looking much older than he did previously. Whoa, are, are you all right, ghost dude? I'll be fine, he wheezed. I only live in the here and now, and it is passing. Another present will come, and I'll be as good as new. But this is your present. Your time to live in the here and now. Don't waste it. And he blew his whistle one last time. And just like that, Eben was instantly back in his room. The clock showing 2.59. All right, so this installment of the story is, I don't know how to say it, but it's, to me, it's the most applicable for the here and now. No, no pun intended. But when I was working in the discipline office at the middle school I used to work at, I would have students in there nearly every day who were always talking about some drama that was going on or some beef they had with another kid or uh, with a teacher, some problems in their lives based off of what they were thinking other people saw them. So their own view of what other people's view of them are. And when I talked with them, very, very few times was it either true or based in reality or was actually what was going on. And most of the time, we would have no way of finding out if that's truly what the other person thought. I'll give you an example. Uh, here in the story, we originally met Fred. Fred came up to Eben and called him a nerd. It kind of made fun of a show that he watched and then just went on to somebody else. It appeared very much to Eben that Fred was not a friend and he was more foe, if anything else, right? He was more of an enemy than somebody he could deem a friend. But when the ghost of Teenage Present took him to go see Fred on his own without anybody else around, we got a couple of glimpses of Fred that helps us understand him a little bit more. He just kind of always calls people names, doofus or shorty or whatever. Now, whether or not he's somebody who should be doing that or not is irrelevant. That's kind of who Fred is. That's how he likes to joke around with people he is friends with. So him going up to Eben was actually him trying to be friends with Eben, but Eben didn't see it that way. So he reacted kind of rude to Fred because he thought Fred was being rude to him. Now, think about this right now in your life. Are there people who you have grown to not like, you have a distaste for, or you find them annoying, whatever it is? Are there people who are like that and you find them or view them a certain way because of a story you are writing about them that may or may not even be true? These stories could be like, oh, they're just jerks. They don't like me. They whatever. Because when I would talk to someone in the discipline office, they would say, oh, so-and-so doesn't like me. And I'd be like, how do you know they don't like you? How they told you they don't like you? No, but you can just tell. And they go on about things. Now, 
I know what your brain might be thinking. Well, no, some people actually don't like you. Yeah, that's probably true. Some people might even tell you, hey, I don't like you, right? Uh, in this story, Martha would be someone who actually doesn't like Eben. Uh, for realsies, we find that out. The way she's talking about Eben, she just doesn't like him. However, I would imagine that even for Eben, that it didn't start with Martha just not liking Eben. It started with Eben viewing the world in a way that was not favorable, viewing other people, people are stupid or people don't like want to talk to me, and that changed how Eben showed up. Now, whether or not that would change how Martha saw him, I'm not saying Martha would all of a sudden be like, oh, no, now I enjoy Eben. I like having him around. There are always going to be people out there who just don't find us to be their certain flavor of choice. But what I'm talking about is most of the time that we view other people who we feel don't like us, a lot of it has to do with how we perceive the world. We are projecting onto others what we are thinking either about ourselves or what we're thinking about them. Now, the reason why this is important is because you are in control of that. Eben hopefully learns the lesson from this trip with a ghost of teenage present that the way people interact with him and react to him has a lot to do with how Eben carries himself and how he shows up in the world. And how we show up in the world is greatly influenced by how we see the world and how we see ourselves. And how we show up in the world determines the results that we get. Meaning that, yes, not everybody out there in the world is going to like you or get along with you. But you can get along with more people if you chose how you saw them purposefully, intentionally. If you want to, I mean, if that's not a goal of yours, keep doing what you're doing. But if you think that you're in a situation where everybody at the school is this way, right? Everyone at the school are they're jerks or nobody wants to talk with me or everybody doesn't think I'm important. That is not a way of world viewing that is going to help you get rid of that result of not talking to as many people. Remember, in the story, Eben wants more friends, but he's kind of been jolted a little bit because in his mind, other people have been the problem. But the secret for an awesome life today is we create our current environment more than we are aware of. Which is great because if you don't like your current environment, you have the capability of changing it. Other people do not control your results. You get to control that. And I would suggest starting to control this today, right here in the here and now, because it's going to affect your future. We're going to see next week how Evans current way of thinking about himself and the world is going to affect his future if he doesn't change it. Because today is just yesterday's tomorrow. I think that's a song I'm quoting, a Michael Buble song. Either way, uh, I challenge you right now to stop and take a look at areas of your life 
that you want to change, that you're not getting the results that you want. And really try to adapt, rewrite the way you're viewing the world, others, and yourself so that you can start seeing a change that you want to see in the world starting today. Teens, would you like to be less of a Scrooge in any part of your life? More positive about making new friends? About getting your work done on time? About managing difficult emotions or reaching goals that you just haven't reached yet? Then all of us at Firmly Founded want to be your coach. Join our Firmly Founded team membership. It's the only coaching membership for teens of its kind. Become more confident. Get more done. Feel better about who you are and become the leader of your life. The new year is quickly approaching, and I say, this new year is the perfect time to become the new you that you've always wanted to be. So grab your parents and go to firmlyfounded.com to sign up today. We are still doing a 30-day free trial, so you've got nothing to lose by trying it out. I hope to see you in there.